Welcome to the All About Digital Marketing podcast. The show all about digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing. Brought to you by Socialink, digital marketing agency specializing in social media and content marketing for brave brands and forward thinking SMEs. I'm your host, Chris Bruno. And as always, we're here to bring you the most actionable tips, tricks, tools, and insights to help you achieve more when it comes to your digital marketing. Subscribe to the show and be sure to share with a friend if you found something useful or interesting. You can find all the show notes and more information on www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. Molly, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited because we're going to be talking about adding educational courses to existing businesses. And I think this is a huge potential for people, especially small to mid-sized businesses. But before we jump into all of that, uh, Molly, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get here? And what was your experience to getting to this educational courses for businesses? Yeah, sure. So here's my little speed dating version. (laughs) Um, So I dropped out of college and I started a photography business. I had 81 cents to my name. So I basically got free business cards from (laughs) vistaprints.com. And I went door to door offering to take photos of pretty much anything for money. Um, (laughs) And then I did, I actually, within a few years had grown my photo studio to multiple six figures and other photographers started asking me how I did it. And so I did a few coaching sessions and quickly realized that I was just repeating myself over and over. So I thought, why don't I take this formula that's clearly here and just turn this into an online course. And for six years, I taught photographers through my online course and we grew it to $2 million per year. And then people started asking me, how did I do that? And so one year ago, um, almost to the day, I transitioned to now helping other people kind of like take their story, exactly what I did, and turn whatever their knowledge or expertise is into their own online course. This is awesome because I've got a really big pet hate, and I've mentioned this quite a lot on this show, (laughs) uh, of the number of people out there that are offering courses when they haven't actually done the thing that they're offering the courses about. I'm guessing by your nods of approval that you feel the same way about this. This is a major issue, right? So we like emailed Chris to, to be on the show and, and he's like, I'm pretty hesitant about course people. And I'm like, that just made me like you, to be honest with you. Cause I was like, man, I'm hesitant about course people. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's so many people. That's like the number one comment I get on my Facebook ads is like, Oh, a course creator creating a course about courses. And My response is just like, look, I get it. And that's why I think it's important that I actually did the thing before teaching it, which is important for everyone who has a course. I think that's huge. And it's, yeah, I don't know why so many people are out there. And I know there's lots of people that are probably listening to this show as well that have been potentially burnt, uh, unfortunately, because, you know, you get this fantastic sales pitch of everything's going to work out great. And, you know, you can make millions of dollars whilst you sleep. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I haven't actually met anyone who's made millions of dollars whilst they slept. Not at the beginning. Um, And it's something that I think I I feel really bad about. Like it, it does grind my gears in a really bad way because it's just a shame 
Like there are great people out there and there are great people that have done stuff just like yourself. Uh, and I'd forgotten actually about the email, <laughs> the response that I had sent, <laughs> um, which is really bad. I should, I shouldn't be so openly oh, honest. It's all good. Told you I was an open book. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I, I genuinely believe in this because, you know, when we started this podcast, the idea was that if we could help, like I said to you at the beginning, before we were recording, it's just about if we can get one step, one trick, one tip, one tool, whatever it is in each episode that can really help someone take the next step in their digital marketing and start to see results. That to me is the win. And I think there's so many other people out there, you know, promising the end of the earth, basically, you know, you get everything. It's going to be fantastic and you'll be rich and famous and, you know, you'll lose weight somehow through this magical marketing tip that I'm going to give you. Um, and you're like that, like it just doesn't exist, right? I've been doing this for 13 years in an agency. It takes hard work. It takes effort. It takes consistency. So I'm happy to, uh, to talk to someone at least who's done the bits before they've actually sold the, uh, sold the course about doing the bits, but let's talk about this then. Cause actually this is a really good segue. If you're going to make a course, I'm guessing it should be about what it is that you've spent the last X number of years doing and doing well, hopefully, so that you can actually pull on that information. Is that the way that you would talk to to businesses about this? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a number of ways you can find out a good course idea. And I always tell my students to start out making a list of all the things that they are knowledge about, passionate about, you know, people ask them questions about all these things. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, it really, if you think about it, it really boils down to your story. Like, what's something that you struggled with that you overcame and now, you know, you have a solution or a framework or something to this? Like, you know, depending on the topic, you don't necessarily need to be like, you know, the doctor of how to keep plants alive if you're going to have a a course on houseplants, right? You need to typically know like 10% more than who you're teaching, you know, obviously it depends on the course. Um, you want to be qualified to, to what you're teaching. But but yeah, I think ultimately it really boils down to your story, what you've been through and helping other people who are maybe struggling with where you were um, and want to be where you are now. That's always the challenge though, right? Isn't it? It's that next step. Um, and again, this is kind of the, the premise of this podcast. It's how do you take that next step, not the one that's 322 steps down the line. You know, when Gary V tells people make 150 pieces of content a day, it's easy. Come on, what are you waiting for? It doesn't help people with where they're at now, where, you know, their blog probably hasn't had an update for three months. No one check out our agency website. There's a new blog going live tomorrow. So, <laughs> and those people count. have giant teams. So, yeah, I always say just start out with one thing, master that, go to the next. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is the hard part, right? So, when you're looking at creating a course, and I can imagine this, especially if, so if we were going to do this, obviously we're a digital agency. We've been doing this for years um, and we've helped a few people in various different ways in the past, but we've never actually looked at building out proper courses or anything else. But we would stick to that, right? It's, it, it's a super easy add-on that mm-hmm. is a perfect example of a, a product that whereby somebody might not be able to afford our services, but they might be able to afford to go through an online learning portal, for example. Yeah. Would that be a good fit for, for businesses, like especially service-based businesses, to find something relating to their core services? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different types of people that we work with that can create courses, but I would say like our ideal client is certainly a small business owner who is currently trading their time for money or coaching or whatever that is. So they've actually already done the thing like Chris with your agency. It's like you already know the framework, you already know the formula, so you could easily, you know, you have the done for you services and you could package that into a 
do-it-yourself course, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, that's really, there's really two ways. Because with me, uh, with my photography business, like I could have created a course on how to take good photos or something like that, right? But instead, I created a course on how to have a photography business. Um, and a lot, so a lot of people ask me, like, does it need to be a B2B course or a money-making course? Um, no, not necessarily. I just personally really enjoyed the business aspect of photography more than the actual um, taking photos aspect. But yeah, absolutely. I think um, small business owners, especially after what happened in 2020, I think that if you don't have like an online component. Um, I think that that's a really big piece that you could easily leverage by just taking the things that you already know, love and do and, and packaging that into a digital product. And I agree with what you said, you know, two of the words that make me cringe a little bit is passive income. Um, because to me, passive income truly would be, you know, like my investment portfolio where my money is making money. And like, I'm literally not doing anything with that. And that's why I don't like to use the words passive income in my marketing. I do think, though, that most people that say they want passive income from a course, they just, I think they they just don't think, I don't know that they are 100% aware of what passive income is. I think that hopefully they know that there is still obviously some work involved, especially in the beginning. You know, um, not only do you have to create the actual course, but, you know, you have to grow a following and actually sell the program. And those are the two pieces that, you know, people think it's so easy. I'll just create a course and the sales will come. And that cannot be further from the truth. In fact, it's easier to actually sell a course that isn't even made yet if you have a following and sales tools um, than it is to sell a course that's already built and you don't have anyone or a following or anyone who will purchase it. I know that's like a totally new tangent, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. Because again, it's one of those things that we talk about this a lot when it comes to marketing in general, right? Your clients are the ones that will tell you what's valuable and what isn't valuable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you, you might want to write a big uh, blog piece about something that happened to you or your cat or whatever else it might be. But the reality of it is that's not necessarily going to be of interest to your ideal prospect or your ideal customer. So remembering that, but actually selling the course almost before you've made it means that you can get that really important input to figure out exactly what should be in the course, right? I'm guessing. Absolutely. Um, so now you can tailor make it based on what 10 people or your first 15 clients think they want out of it. And you can make it the best possible course in the world for those 15 people, which means you get all the knock-on effects, right? People being super happy, being really excited, liking the learning content because it's exactly what they were looking for in the first place. Absolutely. And I always tell people, you know, people vote with their dollars. So it's absolutely important for you to put something out there and not be emotionally attached to it at an unhealthy level, because sometimes people will put something out and nobody's interested and nobody wants to pay for it. And then they they just either think, number one, like, oh, well, my idea is great and I'm going to take this to my grave kind of thing. Or they immediately quit when, you know, it might come down to tweaking some of the wording or maybe the following isn't aligned. It's definitely more work in the beginning to get all those pieces aligned. Um, eventually you can have somewhat a resemblance of passive income. You're still going to need to be running the business. Um, but, but absolutely. I think people voting with their dollars is the, the number one thing. Like you need to not only have a good idea, but also put it out there with testing so that you can 
not just ask your family and friends, oh, do you think this is a good idea? But like actually get people to vote with their dollars because people raising their hands and saying I'm interested is far more different than people actually giving you cold, hard cash for your idea. Yeah, the number of ideas I think sound fantastic, but I've never spent a penny on um, <laughs> as bad as that might sound. Well, the thing is, it's funny because it's a challenge for a lot of people. And I'd say it's it's the basics of digital marketing, right? Whether you're selling a service, a product, a course, whatever else, there is no easy solution, right? Today, people, you know, lots of people have lots of different ideas of Facebook is dead or Facebook is for old people or emails don't work anymore or, you know, you've got to be on TikTok or it won't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's true, right? And everyone's got these preset ideals of what's going to work, what's not, what is or isn't good or whatever else. But the reality is no matter what it is that you're trying to get someone to part with cold, hard cash for, you've got a shit ton of work, excuse my language, but a shit ton of work to get them from knowing about you to giving you their money. And I think that's the key part where a course sounds great because yeah, it gets delivered automatically once it's sold, but you still got to get to that point of sale. And I'm wondering from your side of things, and I think this might help other people listening. I've seen this hundreds of times where companies have said to me, you know, no, we don't do video. We've tried that. It doesn't work for us. And I'll say, great. You know, what sort of things did you try? And they're like that. Well, we did this one video that one time and it tanked. So we stopped <laughs> yeah. and you're like that. That's not really the same as doing video, right? That's not, you know, That's I want to like do somebody who's tests. divorced thing. Like I tried marriage once marriage doesn't work. Like I'm, I'm done with marriage, you know, but maybe they just didn't find the right person. <laughs> Absolutely. You didn't find the or right person at the right time. Enough. Yeah, it could be a lot. And of again, <laughs> this is the thing, right? And I think that's the biggest challenge for lots of people. So I'm wondering from your side, what are the what are the kind of basics, especially in that beginning stages of trying to get a course out there? What are the sort of things, obviously you mentioned trying to build a following, but how do you help people to to find the right ways of doing that online? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things we just already had touched on was selling your course before you've actually created it. And whenever I tell people this, they panic and they're like, oh, my God, that's a scam. I can't sell something that isn't actually created. So take a breath. I will explain it to you. (laughs) So here's how it works. So basically, people call it beta testing. I like to call it kickstarting your course. Here's why. I think it's easier for people to wrap their heads around selling it before it's created. If you can think about the website Kickstarter You know, people are basically having you put money into an idea that hasn't been created yet. And then if they hit their Kickstarter goal, because it's typically for like physical products, I think mostly, uh, then they'll go ahead and actually run production on that thing. Well, the cool thing with digital courses is it's not really costing you anything to actually create the course other than your time. Um, Contrary to popular belief, you do not need to start with software of any kind. You can actually do it all for free. Um, And that's how I teach people how to kickstart is just with four free tools. Um, It's Zoom, Google Drive, Facebook, and like Stripe or PayPal. Those are the four things that you really need to kickstart or pre-sell your course. So Basically, I'll I'll give you guys the framework. How it works is you would first uh, come up with your idea. And I always tell my students to come up with more than one idea because you do not want to be emotionally wedded to an idea 
to just one idea, because if that idea turns out not to be one that people are willing to pay for, then it's better to have some backup ideas. Because if your idea isn't something people want to pay for, it's not that you should not have a course. Oh, courses don't work. That's not what it is. It's just you need the right idea. And all of us have more than just one course idea inside of us, right? So come up with a bunch of ideas, and then I tell people to research it. So what you want to do is use Google YouTube, um, like Udemy, Teachable, Creative Live, any kind of search engine. And what you are looking for is, is your course idea already one that's out there that's already selling? And that's important because if you already see a course idea that's already out there selling, you know that yours can sell too. And this is where a lot of people think of it backwards. They think they need to have this 100% unique idea. And if you think that way, I want you to think of an episode of Shark Tank, probably multiple episodes of Shark Tank, where somebody comes in with this really cool, unique idea and all the sharks pass. And they're like, why is nobody doing this idea? And they're like, well, I don't want to have to educate the market on this idea. So it's actually better to have an idea that's already proven to sell and put your spin on it with your personality, your story, things like that. Um, Then once you've researched your idea, what you want to do is come up with the offer, which is basically what's going to be included in your program, the price point. Um, I like to tell people the first course should be between $297 and $1997. There's more to it, but that's kind of like the base. And then what you want to do is start growing a following for your course. So even if you already have a following or you don't, neither one matters because you need to have a following specific to that course. Um, I do get a lot of students that have big followings, but they might not necessarily align or match with the course they're creating, which number one, you might want to reconsider then because if you already have a following, that's like great. Um, So like Chris, for example, he already has his agency clients and a following and then he could add a course, right? So I teach my students my method for growing a Facebook group, and you only need 100 to 200 people in your Facebook group minimum to kickstart your course. So uh, April of last year, I did this with our new program, and we did uh, $17,600 in sales in 30 days from just 200 people in a Facebook group. So you just you don't need loads and loads of people. Then once you have people in a Facebook group, which that's what I like to start with, but if you're more of like an Instagram or Clubhouse or whatever, you can do that. And then you literally would just make posts that are like, hey, who's interested in learning this thing? And when people say comment or raise their hand or put an emoji, that invites you to message them. This way you're not spamming or scamming or cold messaging them. Like they're actually inviting you to say, hey, I'm interested in this thing. Um, And then you would message them and say, hey, this is my course idea. This is my offer. Like this is everything that's included. This is the price. See how you're not selling them like air. Like they're, you're actually telling them what they're going to get. And then the people that purchase, you put them into a separate uh, Facebook group for paid members. And you would actually teach that course live. So it can be, you can do pre-recorded videos. I think it's smart to just do You know, if you have a five module course, you just go live in that Facebook group once a week for five weeks. And like Chris said, when you create your first course like live or pre-sell it, uh, not only are you getting money up front, not only are you making money a lot faster, a lot faster, 
Um, but your course is actually going to end up better because people can ask you questions. They can say, oh, I'm confused on this. And then you can make the course better. Oh, I didn't know I should probably include this spreadsheet. Let me include this for you. Um, you get testimonials. It really just makes the whole process a lot easier if you kickstart your course beforehand. I think that's awesome. And again, I think that doing it live, especially that first time, really helps you get that open and honest feedback at the time as well. So whether it be comments on a Facebook live video or vice versa, depending on what platform you're using, it'll give you a real sense, especially when you open it up to Q and A, stuff like that. You, you actually can, I think anyway, you can really help people through those first steps or those first stages that they're struggling with. Uh, And I think that's again, a huge win for you because then the things that you might not have thought were important might actually come up. And if the same question gets asked three, four times from 10, 20, 50 people, you start to get a sense of, oh, actually, crap, that's actually something that's really important. And I should be talking about more in the, uh, in the final version of the course. Absolutely. For sure. So what are some of the ways that people, like obviously you're getting this initial setup and then you're doing this. What are some of the ways to actually progress that? Because again, not to use the dirty words, passive income, because I don't believe that exists. (laughs) Because I think even once it is automatically delivered, you still need to get people to buy it. Uh, But in terms of actually, once that's happened, once you've gone through that first iteration, you've sold the first bits, you've done the first kind of layout. How do you take people through that process and try and get to the next stage? Yeah. So what, what I teach my students next, this is all part of my program. Uh, once they've done the kickstart, that's when we say, okay, now that you have your beta version of your course, now you can invest in the software. I don't know why, but people get very excited about software. Um, and also though scared about the tech. So, um, those things go hand in hand, but just know that it's, it's actually, the tech is very, very simple. It's come a very long way. When I started with courses, you know, we had to hand build, hand code websites. So, I mean, it is like, if I could figure that out, you can absolutely do like three clicks in Kajabi to to upload a program. But yeah, basically what you would do is take the beta version of your course and make what I call like your final program. I put that in quotes because I don't believe that a program is ever 100% final. Um, I'm always, you know, I have a quiz at the end of each module of my course. People tell me, what sucks, what was unclear, what was great. And then about once a quarter, I go in and I update things. So it's always something that I'm improving and making better. And I think that if you do that, your sales um, are going to become a lot easier because you don't want to be somebody that just sells a lot of people into a crappy course. Uh, That will kill your business very quickly, I promise. So you're going to build the quote unquote final version in a software, which will probably run about $150 a month which if you followed it to this point, you've already made thousands from your kickstart. So it won't matter that you're spending 150 a month on the software. Uh, then what I, I like my students to do next is come up with a live lesson, which is basically my terminology for a webinar. It's basically a less scammy version of a webinar, one that's actually going to help people whether they purchase your thing or not. And basically what you want to do is come up with a really good presentation and deliver that live over and over and over and over until it performs well. That's the simplified version of it. Uh, And then once it performs well, then you can consider putting it into what's called an automated funnel. Um, And I do have to disagree with a lot of other experts out there. There's a lot of people out there that think you should just go right away to an automated funnel. I absolutely could not disagree with that more, especially with how much Facebook ads costs are right now. You're going to end up wasting a lot, like, 
tens of thousands of dollars on Facebook ads trying to run traffic to a funnel before you know it's actually um, proven, not just proven once, proven multiple times consistently over and over. And you also want to do your webinar live over and over to get it performing the absolute best it can. Because if your funnel is, let's say you just get it working and you start running ads to it, maybe you'll get 25, 50% return on your ads or something. But if you could keep working on that funnel live and getting it better and better and better, and then you run ads to it, you're going to get a much larger return on your investment uh, for your funnel. So yeah, I mean, basically kickstart, finalize the program, um, start doing live lessons consistently, which will bring in students, and then eventually you can automate it. And I think that when people say passive income, I think they really just mean like automated sales. Um, I hope so, <laughs> because you do need to do some work. I mean, I will say my husband and I, we with this course, we've been at it for one year. Brought multiple six figures within our first year, and we only work about three hours a day. So we do work minimum amount of hours, and we do make sales technically while we sleep. We also make sales during the day, but we are putting in work. Like I'm on this podcast right now. You know, we do a lot of organic marketing to cut down on ad costs, things like that. I could go on about the advanced stuff forever, but that's that's pretty much the gist of it. <laughs> no, but I like it though because even. And again, I can remember the uh, Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek. I still love and that book, I have to say. <laughs> fantastic book. I've got yeah. it somewhere on one of the shelves behind me. Uh, I'm a very big fan. I love yeah. Tim's methodologies for a lot of things. But for me, it wasn't about trying to find a way to work four hours a week. It was the idea of automation and freeing up time, which allows you to then be able to refocus on different things because you mentioned it there right even if you're only working three hours a day on this you've now got time to do other things you've got time to think you've got time to you know take a step back and work on the business not just in the business on a day-to-day -day basis and I think for a lot of small businesses that is a real problem it's a challenge mm -hmm. and it's something I face as well I'll be honest when we've got a full client roster and things yeah, are hammering you, it sure yeah. And you, you just kind of get lost really in the day to day kind of rabble of everything else that's going on. So I think anything that you can find as a way to facilitate that, I think is huge and having that time to be able to, to sort of step back. But you also mentioned it there as well. You know, it's not one and done every quarter you're reviewing this every quarter you're taking on feedback from people. I think what you mentioned about doing the live um, webinars, I actually, I don't know why webinars became like a dirty term. I really I don't like it's um, really they're still an online business. And, and absolutely people say they don't work. It's like, all right, more money for me. I don't know what to tell you. They work. <laughs> well, I think, I think it just happens. It gets to a point where people trying to sell crap end up not liking a particular platform or all the platforms because or nothing works. Or it's worked. like the divorce scenario. Like they try a webinar one time and it doesn't work. So they think webinars don't work when really it could be you don't have enough following. It could be your show up rate's bad. It could be your presentation sucks. It could be nobody wants your product. You know, it could be a million things, but the vehicle works. So you have to keep trying the different levers until it works. And, and I think that's the key thing for anything, right? And it's Absolutely. We kind of refer to it as, you know, you have to consistently show up. So if you decide you're going to try and do email marketing, that doesn't mean doing one or two emails. It means doing email marketing on a regular basis for an extended amount of time, testing your subject lines, testing your offers, testing what you're talking about, testing every single part of it, the lead magnets that help get people to sign up. Everything needs to be tested and done properly. And I think for way too many people, 
and I don't mean this in a bad way uh, to anyone listening that's thinking this now, people are looking for this magic bullet. And I'd like, I'll ask you this question, honestly, uh, you know how I feel about courses and uh, yet we're still here. So that's all good. Um, if people are looking for an easy way to make money, the reality is I, I don't know of anything unless you tell me now. And in which case I'll start doing courses tomorrow morning instead of, uh, instead of working like I do. But to be honest with you, that there is no easy way to make money, right? It's, this is hard work. You need to put effort in and for the core stuff, again, you're front loading a huge amount of potential work to get to the point, like you're saying now, you know, you might work three hours a day now, but actually if you look back over the last however many years and we look back at when you said, you know, you had your free business cards from Vistaprint and you're going door to door <laughs> and knocking on people like that's not easy street, right? This is the world of hard knocks and having to figure that out and having to, to get to that point where you can get to where you are today. So I guess that's, yeah, the question is, you know, how easy is this for people in inverted commas oh, yeah. for anyone who's listening to the podcast version? Oh yeah. I, I cannot agree with you more. Uh, one thing that really irks me about the online marketing industry is all of these people touting their overnight success stories. And I have to tell you, you know, I've been in $50,000 a year masterminds, multiple. I've met people that are doing $200 million a year. I've met people on the top of the Forbes 500 list. You know, I've met all these people, right? And a lot of them, you know, will say, oh, we went, you know, I don't know, zero to 80 million in two years or whatever that is. And that's true to a point. Um, but exactly like you said, you know, Sure, maybe they went zero to 80 million in two years, but what were they doing the 10 years before that? Because I guarantee you, they were still doing those things. Um, they were still in business. They were still learning those things. Every single overnight success story has a five or 10 year story in front of it. Um, you know, I will say one of my claims to fame, you know, is we did have a course that went zero to two million a year in two years. Did I have a photography business before that? Did I? you know, spend time selling things and building my audience before that? Absolutely. So I'm not saying that it's extremely difficult. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it, it does involve work. And if you think it's going to be just, you know, oh, I buy a course and then I'm a millionaire, you know, that's not going to happen. And I absolutely do not think you should be a student in my program if that's your mindset, because you are going to need to put in work. That said, is it going to be a lot easier if you follow someone else's proven method um, you know, that actually has results. And so you can follow that step by step step instead of reinventing the wheel and making a lot of those mistakes. Absolutely. You know, I've spent over $200,000 in online courses, masterminds, all these things. And there's no way I would be where I am today without that knowledge. So, okay. How hard is it to do an online course? Again, I would say with the right methodology, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot easier, um, it really depends where you're at. You know, if you've never had a business before ever in your life, you've never set up a PayPal account, you have never even taken money from someone before, you know, it's going to be harder for you than say Chris, who's running a business, you know, uh, is it impossible? No, absolutely not. We have students all the time that are just, you know, stay at home moms or full-time job goers, this and that. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's going to be a lot harder if you go in on your own than follow, say, my Kickstarter method. Because most people, you know, if I had a dollar for every person that spent six months or six years building out a course and they've never sold one student into it, 
I'd be much richer than I am today. So like <laughs> my point is, you know, if you follow the kickstart method and you pre-sell your course, um, you can have sales within 30 days or less. And a lot of our students have that. I will say though, that the only, the only difference between those that get the sales in 30 days and those that don't, and this is truth here, they log in and they do the program. <laughs> and I know that sounds so silly, but not every student that buys your program is going to log in and do it. And you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So make the program as best as you can, motivate them as best as you can. But really, that is the difference. Um, not only is it that people need to actually start and actually do the work, but keep doing the work. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that will kickstart their course and then... You know, they don't want to do what comes next or they don't want to keep at it. And that's really what makes someone successful is being consistent with it. So like, Chris, with your business, how long have you been running your uh, agency? It'll be 13 years in September. Look at that. 13 years. Yeah. And I bet you've been pretty consistent with it. I mean, we've all, I maybe... I don't know if you have, but I've definitely had like shiny object syndrome where I've like tried different things, but I feel like you really come back to the core and like when you, whatever you focus on grows, like I have a lot of students come to me and say, you know, how do I stop having shiny object syndrome? And this is what I would say, you know, if you're having shiny object syndrome, it's just because you think the grass is greener somewhere else. And really the grass is greener where you water it. So figure out what it is that you want. If having an online course so that you can eventually work a few hours a day and have more freedom, because you do have more freedom, like you're not having to, um, I don't include coaching with my program because it's a very low price. I just do Q&A um, in a thread in our Facebook group. So I have a lot of freedom. I don't have really any meetings. Um, I choose to do podcasts like this but mostly I'm doing road trips or hiking every day. You know, you do have a lot of freedom. So really ask yourself, you know, what is it that you want to do? What are you passionate about? You need to be so passionate and excited about your idea that when road bumps come and they will every day, uh, that you are willing to continue being excited and stick with it. And if I said I was excited about my business every single day, I would be lying because it doesn't come down to, oh, I'm only going to work when I'm excited. It comes down to discipline and consistency and really treating your business like an actual business. Yeah. Coming up to the end of our financial year. So I'm going to have accounts coming up. I'm not going to be excited about my business for that short period of time whilst <laughs> that's happening, but welcome to the real world. Hey, that's, uh, that's how that goes. Um, but no, I do. I completely agree with you. And I think shiny object syndrome, we've all been there. We've all made mistakes. At the same time, I've had a couple of successes and wins because of that, where you've gone off and tried something and it does work. Uh, I'd say that the key thing from my point of view anyway, has been the consistency. You said it there by, you know, the grass is greener where you water it. If you're consistent, if you keep showing up, if you keep delivering value as rubbish as it sounds, and I know that other people talk <laughs> about this a lot, but you know, if you can keep, if you can just keep helping people in some way, shape or form as a business owner, invariably you get something back for that. And, you know, it's been 13 years. I have a pretty decent reputation now. I've got a very good network of people. We get introduced to businesses all over the world from because of people that we've met over the years. It's a nice feeling to know that other people respect you enough to kind of put their reputation on the line by introducing them to you. So I think that's something to, to bear in mind. But again, it doesn't come from not doing anything. It takes effort. And, you know, you have to put yeah. that in, I think, uh, especially at the early stages. Absolutely. I think it compounds over time, just like with the 13 years, more clients talk about you and it becomes easier with time. Absolutely. 
Molly, before we wrap up, where can people find you online? What's the best place for them to visit? Sure. So um, I'd like to gift you guys a free class. It's all of my frameworks for creating an online course. So it's just profitablecourses.com slash class. Um, And then you can also connect with me on Instagram at Molly, M-O-L-L-Y, middle initial M as in Marie, and then Kaiser, K-E-Y-S-E-R. And hopefully you'll have links below because my name is kind of hard to spell. (laughs) We will definitely add all the links below. Molly, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Chris. This was super fun. The All About Digital Marketing podcast is brought to you by Social Inc., a distributed digital marketing agency specialized in delivering results through online campaigns. Whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, online advertising, or web design, we've got you covered from strategy through to delivery. If you're struggling with your digital marketing, get in touch today by simply visiting www.socialinc.co.